somewhere. Habakkuk chapter 3. We're just going to read one verse. We're going to kind of quickly look through the whole chapter, but we're going to just read one verse right now. Verse 16. Preaching on this subject this morning, I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. The Bible says, Habakkuk 3, verse number 16, When I heard, my belly trembled, and my lips quivered at the voice, and rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in my soul, that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh upon the people, he will invade them with his truth. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for uh, your grace and, and your mercy, Father. Father, we uh, just uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here in your house with your people this morning, Father God. God, I pray. Uh, 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 Father, I thank you for, for the blessings that we've already heard this morning, God, the singing and the, uh, uh, the testimonies that we've heard, God. We just praise you for that. Father, now as we open up your word, God, God, I pray that you'd just speak to us for a minute this morning, God. God, you'd get me out of the way, God. You'd just use my mind, God. And God, again, I just thank you for, for all that you've done, Father. I thank you for each person that's here this morning, God. God, I thank you for their faith. God, I, I pray a protection over them, God. And God, I just pray, God, that, that, that during this time in, 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 in our country and in the world even, Father God, when there's so much uncertainty, God, so much fear, so much uh, so much panic, God, that we could not be moved in our faith, that we would not be moved in our faith, God. But God, we would be able to have a peace that passes all understanding. And God, that we would be able to stand firm in our faith, God, and not fret the future, God, because we know, we know who holds the future. So, God, we just pray, God, you speak to us now through your word. Father, again, we thank you for all that you've done for us, Father. Most of all, we thank you for your son, Jesus. And, God, that you loved us enough. You sent him to die for us, Father, so we could have a personal relationship with you. Father, I can't fathom, I can't comprehend that kind of love. But, God, I thank you and I praise you for it this morning. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Habakkuk. Minor prophet. Habakkuk was a man that his prophecy comes a little different than everybody else's. Everybody else's uh, 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 prophecy kind of came by a vision from God. God kind of spoke to them and they wrote down what God told them. Habakkuk's come about a little bit different. His name is really hard to say, by the way. The one that last K on there. Tough. Anyways. Nobody laughed at my joke. That's okay. <laughs> Habakkuk, uh, we'll, we'll look at it here in a minute in verse number one, but just kind of set the stage of where we are in time. Habakkuk lived in a time where sin was rampant, where sin was 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 all around, and uh, and and Habakkuk tried to live a a, a righteous life uh, among the brethren and, and, and in front of God in, in respect of God, you know. And Habakkuk just couldn't understand why God wasn't. Dealing with sin like God said he would deal with sin. And, and he asked God some questions, and we're going to look at those in a minute. But, but he was living in a time where sin was rampant, where sin was popular, where sin was legalized, where sin was just the norm. That sounds familiar, don't it? We're living in a time like that where sin is rampant, and sin is popular, and sin has been legalized, and sin is the norm. And if you don't participate in sin, then guess what? You just don't fit in, and you're a legalistic nut. Bible thumper. What are they? What are they? You ever been called a Bible thumper, preacher? Oh yeah. 
Huh? In jail. I don't want to hear the story. We gotta move on. Hey. Habakkuk lived in a rough time, and so do we. But Habakkuk asked some questions, and before we get into that, Habakkuk, the, the first point that I got, if you want to write it down in your notes, is the questions of the prophet. The questions of the prophet. He had some questions. He had some questions for God, the things he didn't understand. I've been told, you know, in my early life, and, and, and maybe throughout, even throughout my ministry, don't question God. Don't question God. God's got it in control. You know what? That's a whole lot easier to say than to do. But as you read through Habakkuk and you see the struggle that he had uh, with the fact that God wasn't punishing sin how he thought he should. And God wasn't dealing with folks like he thought he should. He had some issues with his faith because of that. And you know what Habakkuk did? Instead of holding all of that up inside, Habakkuk took it to God and said, God, I don't understand. Will you please, can I tell you something? You may have been told your whole life not to question God. I can. It's okay to question God. I've questioned God in my life. But can I tell you the most important thing about questioning God is to not keep it up inside of you. Not to keep it up inside and think about it and dwell upon it. Because you know what happens? The longer you keep your doubts inside and the longer that you keep your questions inside, the more they're going to uh, uh, expand in your mind and in your heart. And it's going to cause a problem in your faith. But the Bible says over there in Hebrews, what? He said, let us lay aside everything else and fix our eyes where? On Jesus. The more you look at Jesus, the smaller your problems come. The longer you look at your problems and your questions, the bigger your questions come. So the best thing to do if you got questions and if you got concerns and if you got some issues with your faith, the best thing to do is take them to God. And God may not answer them, and, and God may not tell you what you wanted to say. He didn't tell Habakkuk what Habakkuk wanted to hear. But he took them to God, and God answered those questions. If you've got questions this morning, it's okay. But the most important part about those questions is to take them to God and let him see. So we're going to look at the life of Habakkuk here. Just for a few minutes, I, I've got that. Anybody got a U version on their phone? U version Bible, they send you a verse every day. They send you a verse every day and you read it. And, and, and last week, some point when I laid up in bed with the flu, the verses was uh, what was 17 and 18 of Habakkuk 3. And that's been on my mind ever since I've read it. So, so I've kind of looked at the whole chapter and, uh, and God kind of impressed it on my heart to, to just bring that out this morning. So, so we're going to look at it. questions of the prophet. If you look back in chapter number one of Habakkuk, Habakkuk says this in verse number two through four. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto these violence, unto, the, uh, unto thee of violence and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou uh, show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance for spoiling and violence are before me and there are thou uh, and there are that raise up strife and contention therefore the law is slacked and judgment doth never go forward for the wicked doth compass about the righteous therefore wrong judgment proceedeth Habakkuk says sin is everywhere it's everywhere there's no justice. There's no righteousness. God, where are you at? I'm confused. I know this ain't right, and I'm living up amongst it, and I just don't fit in. God, where are you at? When are you going to deliver me from this issue? God, I don't understand. You ever felt like that? Yes. You ever felt like that? God sends everywhere. What about where you work? Sin everywhere? You dad gone right, it probably is. 
What about the place you go to school? What about the, 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 the home that you live in? What about some family you got in your hands? You got sin is everywhere, and I don't understand why good people's got to, you know, you, you, you tell you, if you talk to an unbeliever, the first thing they're going to tell you, I don't understand why bad things happen to good people. I wish I knew. I wish I knew why good things happen to bad people. I don't understand. God, I don't understand. And that's what Habakkuk said. God, I don't get it. Why? Why is there no, uh, why are you not judging this? So God answers his question in verses 5, uh, 5 through 11. God says, I'm going to, I'm raising up a people. That's what he said. I'm raising up a people and judgment will happen in my time. Judgment will happen. And he tells them how it's going to happen. This is before the, 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 the tribe of Judah goes into captivity through Babylon. Babylon was a wicked people too. And they were they, they were they were uh, uh, very powerful, but they were very abusive in that power. They were they were they were very uh, uh, they, they were very sinful, but very evil people. And God tells them in twelve through I mean uh, five through eleven there. He says, "I'm raising up a people. I'm raising up the people of Babylon, and they're going to take over Judah, and they're going to make uh, they're going to they're going to cause judgment upon Judah." And that confused Habakkuk anymore. Because Habakkuk says, here's what he says in verses 12. Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, mine holy one? We shall not die, O Lord. Thou hast ordained them for judgment, and Almighty God, thou hast established them for correction. Thou art uh, of purer eyes than to behold evil, and canst not look on iniquity. Wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously, and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he. Habakkuk said, I had some questions about why God wasn't dealing with some, with, with, with some sin in the tribe of Judah. And God said, all right, I'll answer that. I'm going to send Babylon and they're going to take over Judah. And now Habakkuk really confused because he said, how are you going to use this people that's more wicked than us to overcome us? Habakkuk's confused. And in chapter number two, God tells him exactly how it's going to transpire. And that, that's, that's, uh, that's Habakkuk's prophecy in chapter number two. He, he comes to God, he said, I'm going to wait and I'm going to listen. And God tells him, and he finally appears, or comes to him in a vision and says, I want you to write this down. And he tells him exactly how it's going to happen, how Babylon's going to come in, they're going to take over, and then Babylon's going to be destroyed after that. Habakkuk's confused and he had questions. But God answered just in the nick of time. Just in. You ever had questions? We've all got questions. You ever had any uncertainty in your life? Mm. You ever had some sickness? some pain or some family issues or some financial issues or or whatever you might be going through. You ever had some of that happen in your life? Everybody shake your head. We all got issues. <coughs> we all have Facebook perfect over there. Well, <laughs> we ain't all Facebook perfect. We may look good. We all got issues, don't we? We've all got issues. We've all got questions. Habakkuk took his questions to God and God responded. Now, can I tell you, when you take your questions to God, God is not always going to respond to how you want to hear it. Can I tell you that? There's a lot of churches, a lot of preachers. I love them. There's a, and I always say there's a lot of preachers out there that, that don't preach right. Can I tell you, there's a lot of preachers out there that do preach right. Amen. I, I, I follow some guys, and man, they preach the gospel. And it, it's, it's just refreshing to hear a man of God stand in the pulpit and speak the truth. There's a bunch of them out there, okay? I'm not saying that they're all they're all bad. 
I'm probably the worst one, okay? But there's a lot of them that get up there and they're going to preach prosperity and they're going to preach that everything once you follow Christ is going to be nice and rosy and fun and happy and joyful and you're going to have a great life after you trust Christ. Can I tell you, baloney. That ain't how it works. We're going to continue to face struggle and strife and trials and tribulations. But can I tell you, the, the difference of it is that we've got a hope now that we used to didn't have. Amen. We got a hope. The Bible says over there in Hebrews, we got a hope that's an anchor. That's an anchor that what? That we shall not be moved. What did David say over there in Psalm 16 8? Now, if you look at Psalm 16 8 through 10, that's a messianic prophecy, but David also puts it in there. For the fact that he wants everybody to know that he's not going to be moved. He said, I have set God always before me. And because he is at my right hand, I will not be moved. Amen. So many times we set worries in front of us. And we set issues in front of us. And we set more priorities than God in front of us. This thing's getting on my personal step up. I'm sorry. <laughs> we set so many things in front of us. Except God. And we're moved. We'll move. We'll let our worries. Can I tell you something? I've never, I was talking to mom on the phone this morning. I've never seen such panic in all of my life. That's going on right now. And it blows my mind. Not just of the people that's unbelievers, but even believers. And it's okay to, to fear a little bit. I don't want to get coronavirus. Does anybody want to get coronavirus? Not if you want to get coronavirus. <laughs> Nobody wants to get it. <laughs> hey, I didn't want to get the flu either, you know? But I did. It's okay to fear a little bit. But don't lose your mind over it because we place these things in front of us and, and when, we, when we constantly look at our issues and the struggles that's going on in the world, we're moved out of the presence of God and worry takes over and fear takes over. And before you know it, you're like in people on TV panicking because you've been moved by what you see rather than what you know place God always before because he is at my right hand I shall not be moved Habakkuk had questions. He told them to God, and God answered them. Maybe not how he wanted. And it goes through, like I said, in chapter number two, he, he, he gets the vision about what's going to change life. Then he gets to chapter three, verse 16, we read that, and he said, when I heard all that was going to happen, man, he said, my belly trembled, and my lips quivered <coughs> at the voice. Rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself, that I might rest in the day of trouble when he cometh upon, uh, sorry, cometh up unto the people, he will invade them <coughs> with his troops. Habakkuk was scared of what was going to transpire because he, he wanted the tribe of Judah and all the injustice to be uh, uh, judged. But the problem with that is Habakkuk was part of the tribe of Judah. And like, he was going to have to endure that judgment as well. He was scared. He was here, can I tell you, it's okay to be afraid. Afraid of something. I talked to Mark the other night on the telephone. We were talking about 
everything like the craziness going on. So wouldn't it be good if we lived in a country that feared God as much as they do the coronavirus? My goodness. Wouldn't it be good to live in a country that feared God as much as they do from sickness? The church would have been full of that across the country. Across the country, not just in the it's okay to have fear. So we see the questions of the prophets. We see the fears of the prophets. But then thirdly, we see the hope of the prophets. If you look at verse 17, he says this. He says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, and the labor of the olive shall fall, and the field shall yield no meat, and the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Boy, that sounds like a real time. Man. Verse 18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Amen. I will joy in the God of my salvation. He says, Even though it may come to me starving, I'm going to put this in Asbury terms for y'all. Even though it comes to me that I might starve, slap to death, I'll never quit praising God. Amen. I'll never quit praising God. But back to come a long way from chapter one, chapter three, don't you think? That's right. He had questions, he had some doubts, he had some fears, he had some struggles, he had some issues. And at the end of the book, he's able to say, you know what? As bad as it may be, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I've done made up my mind that I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to stand firm in my faith. And I'm going to follow him until it's over. Amen. He goes on in verse 19 to say, he's going to be my strength. He's going to make me to stand up with hinds feet. I believe something like give in. The Lord is my strength and he will make me like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon high places. Boy, that's good. Right quick, we're going to look at how he got there. You say, how, how did he get from such one extreme to the other? Well, if you'll read chapter 3, and I'm not going to read all of it. You, I want you to go home and read it. back it's three chapters. If y'all can do it. Read it. Okay, it's good. Read it. It says this. He, he talks about how God has been faithful to the children of Israel. He goes all the way back to Abraham. And he walks it down the line. God was faithful to them then. In tough situations, God was faithful to Moses in Egypt when they, when they were doing all the plagues and all that. But I talked about that a little bit. I'm going to step over again. I feel like a rebel when I do that. <laughs> he talked about Moses. He talked about Moses when they crossed the Red Sea. He talked about Moses when they gave the Ten Commandments. He, he talked about Joshua when they took over the Promised Land. He walked through there, and the further he got along, you can tell the more he's getting pumped up in chapter number three. God has been faithful. And he's been faithful. And he's been faithful. Time and time and time again. Has he not been faithful to you this morning? Amen. Time yes. and time and time again. You may have questions this morning. You may have some issues right now in your life. But God has been faithful faithful before. And he's going to be faithful now. Amen. Faithful Lord. Amen. And Habakkuk says, you know what? I remember that. I remember how faithful God's been to me. And to my people for so long. And as Jerry Clower says so great, God ain't made a mistake, 
and he ain't gonna start one. <laughs> he never made a mistake, and he ain't gonna start with me. So he says, you know what? Even though the fig tree shall not blossom, and even though there may not be no grapes on the vines, and even all the sheep may get eaten by the eagles, like happened to Brother Nick's house, and all there ain't be no cattle in the in the stalls. Guess what? I'm gonna keep praising God. I'm gonna lift him up high. And I'm going to tell you what he's going to do to me. He's going to lift me up high. He make me, may make me walk through the shadow of the valley of death. That's okay. Because he's going to build me up. He's going to, uh, he's going to be my strength. And he will make me like hind's feet. And put me on high places. As bad as it may be. Can I tell you, God's still in control. Amen. I don't care what CNN said. I don't care what Fox News said. And right now, I really don't care what ESPN said because ain't no sports on it, right? <laughs> I don't care what none of them said. God's still in control. Right. Right. He's still yeah. on the throne. Yeah, yeah. He's got, as much, there's a lot of talk about the, that this country's got an agenda about the election and all that. I don't know that. But can I tell you what? God's got an agenda. Yes, and it's going to come to pass. Yes, but can I tell you, we're a child of God. Just hang on. Yeah. Just hang on as bad as it may get. Keep your faith grounded. Be like David. Put God always before you. And because he is at your right hand, you won't be moved. Don't focus on the struggles and on the worries of this world. Take your fears to God. And I believe when you go to God and you see, and I believe God will bring to your remembrance how good he's been to you time and time and time again through the good times and through the bad times. He's been good, has he not? Yeah. Yes. He'll bring that to your remembrance. And I believe he'll renew your confidence. He'll renew your strength. And he'll make you like hind's feet. You know what that means? That means like deer. You ever seen a deer jump? Good. Not especially after you shoot and miss them, right? They get gone. If you remember in verse 16, what did he say? He said, My belly, my belly trembled and and and, and rottenness filled my bones. What that really means in the Hebrew, if you really break that down. He couldn't stand up without having something to hold on to. In verse 16. But the more he thought about God and how good God had been to him, two verses later, he's able to say, you know what? That rottenness ain't in my bones no more. By George, I'll jump like a deer. He's going to take me to high places. You may be in a low place right now. You keep trusting God. You keep following him. You keep rejoicing in the Lord. He'll take you to high places. You may be here this morning and you may be lost and you may have never experienced Jesus. I don't know. You may have never even heard about Jesus before you come into here. Can I tell you, you're going to continue to have worries. You're going to continue to have fears. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Y'all, you, you ain't going to have no hope. Can I tell you the difference between you and me? Is, yeah, I got worries, I got fears, and I got issues, but I got a hope. And I can rejoice even when there ain't no fruit on the vine, even when there ain't no cows in the stall. That's can I tell you, you can be saved this morning. You may be here and you may be saved. You may you, you may have experienced love, God's love, God's grace in your life, but you may be just poor out of frame right now about something. And it may not be coronavirus. You may have issues in your family. You may have sickness. You may have issues. I don't know. You may have questions. Can I tell you, don't keep those inside. Come lay them on the altar this morning. And he'll speak to you. I promise. I promise he will. Let's read that one more time. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. As bad as it may be, 
I will rejoice in the Lord. And I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Amen. Right, everybody stand on just we're going to come with a verse of invitation. We're going to pray and we're going to sing. Father, we thank you for this day. Father God, we praise you this morning. Father, we can look throughout this whole world and try to find hope, but God, we can't. There's no hope. There's no hope. Everything in this world is pleased. But God, one place we can look and find hope is in your word this morning. And through experiences you've had through your people, Father, we thank you for the word that we heard this morning, God. And God, I pray that if there's one in here that's like Habakkuk, God, God, that they just they, they just don't understand some things. God, I pray that they would come this morning, God. They would just lay it out before you. And God, as we've seen you in your word, God, you're faithful to respond. God, it may not be when, it may not be how we want you to, but God, you will respond. And God, we'll get strength. We gave them back your strength through that, God. So we're going to trust those same promises this morning, Father God. I pray for those that, that's got uh, issues going on, God. I pray for uh, those this morning, God, that may be lost and undone, Father. Whatever the situation may be, God, I pray that you have that on way in this invitation. Father, again, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your hope this morning. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.